This is who I am I've been born again The cross is my defense My hope secure Now my life is in your hand On your every word I stand Lord, I'm finding who I am In all you are I know who I am in Christ. I am a citizen of heaven. I am a friend of God. And I am indwelt by the Holy Spirit. I could go on and on because my identity is in Christ. And because I have my identity in Him, I know there are also many things which I possess. Romans 5.1 tells me I have peace with God in Christ. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace. How many people are searching for peace, longing for it, praying for it? As a believer, however, we don't have to be on the big hunt for peace because we already have it. In fact, we possess the highest level of peace one can have, which is peace with God. Conversations abound all over this planet about world peace and how great it would be if we had peace between nations and races and people. But as wonderful as world peace may sound, how much greater to have peace with God himself, the sovereign creator of all things. Ever since the fall in the Garden of Eden, man has been at odds with God. The relationship between man and God has been broken. Peace between man and God has been non-existent. But if you study the Word of God and you see the message of the Gospel, you learn that even back as far as that fateful day in the garden, God began working even on then on His plan to restore the peace between us. God was not at all content to let His relationship with man be at odds. And the truth of the matter is, man wasn't either. Why is that? Because we were created by Him for the very purpose of having a relationship with Him. I believe the best way to expound upon this special privilege of having peace with God is to first look at what happens when we're at odds with one another. I don't know about you, but I absolutely hate conflict. I know that hate is a harsh word, but really I feel that strongly about it. See, when one of my relationships is amiss, I am amiss. <laughs> I struggle to concentrate, my heart literally hurts, and I tend to run the situation over and over again in my mind. What went wrong? How can I make it right? How can our relationship have arrived in this place? Why are they so upset with me? Why am I so upset with them? These are the kinds of questions that play like a broken record in my heart and in my mind when strife has settled into one of my relationships. But beyond how conflict affects me and, and I know many others in a personal, emotional way, let's think about the actual dynamics that take place when there's strife in a relationship. For instance, when people hit a roadblock in relating to one another, time spent together seriously dwindles or gets snuffed out altogether. Conversations, if there are any, are awkward and usually stilted. Instead of enjoying one another, bitterness and resentment settles in. Whatever you've shared in the past now becomes something you may battle over instead. Let's just face it, conflict hurts relationships and delivers a great deal of damage into them. 
And these are just the effects of conflict between humans. To really understand what happens when man is in conflict with God, we would need to magnify these dynamics hundreds of times over. See, all of these things and more happen in our relationship to God as well because of the struggle of conflict between us. We'll talk about that more in a minute, but first, let's focus in on what really is the conflict between us and God anyway. The conflict is sin. Sin separates man from God. On that fateful day when the first sin took place in the Garden of Eden, God had to literally separate himself from man. You can read more about that in Genesis chapter 3. The nature and essence of that first sin and the nature and essence of the ongoing conflict between man and God is the same. Man is continually trying to exalt himself above God, trying to have his own way, do his own thing, and basically be his own God. And as people, we're really good at living under that illusion. But it will never work in the long term because there is only one true God, God himself. So, when we try to exalt ourselves above God, what happens? Conflict. And just like conflicts between people create tension-filled dynamics and separation and all kinds of mess, so does conflict between man and God. When man doesn't have peace with God, he will draw away from God. He won't draw near to him. Man will find it hard to talk to God and hard to hear from God too. It usually doesn't take long and man starts to blame God and bitterness towards God even settles in. That in and of itself is is kind of funny though because the conflict originates out of our selfish desire to be our own God, right? But then we turn it around and we get mad at God when he doesn't act like the powerful God we think he should be. It's no wonder that there is conflict. In our sinfulness, we can certainly mix things up and create a lot of problems. Here also is the flat-out truth about our conflict with God. You know, most conflicts have two sides. There's usually some error on both parts. But in our conflict with God, we are the only ones at fault. Sin was our doing, and we created this mess. But like you already know, even though it was all our fault, God did all the fixing. During the last week of our first quarter of Memorize, memorizing, we focused in on the beautiful gift of salvation we were given. And last week, as we began the second quarter, we focused in on the riches of His grace that we have received. Rich blessings that we have been given that we certainly don't deserve. One of these blessings is peace with God. We don't deserve this peace at all because the conflict truly is all our fault. But in Christ, God settled the conflict and made peace between us. He gave us the gift of peace in our relationship to Him through Jesus. Jesus, the perfect Jesus, took on all the blame of our sin. So now, when God looks at us, that is who He sees, Jesus. Why is it so important to know this doctrinal truth that tells us we have peace with God? Because here's the thing. Just like people have been struggling with sin for centuries, Even though we have received Jesus Christ as our Savior, there will be times that we will still exalt ourselves above Him in that sinful way. Hopefully, though, as He sanctifies us, that will happen less and less. But while we live on this earth, sin will still be a struggle. Now, seeing this sin in ourselves 
It would be so easy to live in condemnation all the time. Because just like people sometimes like to stir the pot in conflict between humans, so Satan likes to do so in our relationship to God. He will stir the pot by constantly whispering lies to you about all the ways that God is really mad at you. You've probably heard that line from him many times before. I have talked to so many people who struggle with this kind of thought process, and I personally struggled with this same idea for years. I lived under a foreboding sense that God was just mad at me. If I could just get it right, if I could just make my part right. But the problem is I couldn't, and I never could hope to. Not on my own anyway. Not to the standard of holiness that God requires and that I knew he required. But Jesus could, and Jesus did. I don't deserve to have peace with God. But in Christ, this peace is given to me as a rich gift of his grace. When we don't understand that peace with God is given to us as a gift from him in Christ, we will still still feel responsible for making our part of the conflict right. But we won't be able to ever make our part right. And so we will constantly have this sense of conflict between us and God if we don't receive this gift of peace with him. When there is a sense of conflict in a relationship, just like any relationship would, our relationship to God will suffer. As I said before, if we feel God is mad at us, we won't draw near to him. We won't pray. We won't think he has anything to say to us or give to us. We'll just feel awkward around God. And that's why this kind of thinking is so damaging. It is literally crippling to our relationship with our great God. But when we do understand that peace with him is a gift out of the storehouses of the riches of his grace, that sense of God being mad at us goes away. And we will draw near to him again. Peace with God is a gift. And what a great gift it is. Our role is simply to accept this great gift given to us. For many of us, we have lived so long thinking that God is mad at us. We need to be set free from that kind of thinking. We need to be set free to enjoy our relationship to God in Christ. He has made things right. Isn't it so sweet when relationships are good? And nothing could be better than when you know that God is for you and at peace with you. So tuck this one deep in your heart, never to be forgotten. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Christ, we possess peace with God. God isn't mad at us. He made things right with us through Christ. Don't let Satan take away this great gift you possess. This is who I am. I have been born again. The cross is my defense, my hope secure. Now my life is in your hand. On your every word I stand. Lord, I'm finding who I am. 